Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. My name is Aaron, and across my living room from me today, birthday buddy, actually, yes. Miss Kate Cosentino, yes. wearing the Sprite earrings Oh, today. they look like Sprite, but they do say spite. Oh my gosh, they They're, do say the spike. And they've got version. the little devil ears uh-huh. on the edge. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I saw them at a thrift shop in Nashville and I was like, I need those now, immediately. Yes. Your sense of style has always been just incredible. No, oh, thank you. you you've never dressed just like, you've never come to a round in sweatpants. No. <laughs> no, I mean, that would be fun. That'd be cool. Yeah, I, you're, mm, you have a signature look for sure. Thank you. I mean, you've got the furry. Uh, Wrist cuffs right now. Yes, I'm. I'm wearing a very Spice Girls ensemble. You today. do look like a Spice Girl uh-huh, right now. Uh huh. What's your Spice Girl name? Oh gosh, I feel like stupid. Furry Spice. spice. Furry Spice is good. <laughs> I was going for stupid Spice or silly Spice. I like I'm not that. very smart, but Spitey Spice. Spidey Spice. That sounds like we're talking about Spider Man. Yep. <laughs> Spidey. Spidey Spice. Spidey Spice. <laughs> so welcome to the podcast, Kate. Thanks for having me. I've known you for ages. Yes. One of my oldest pals here in Nashville. Yes. Eons Would you please tell our guests this week how? Or Guests, you're my guest. Yes. Would you tell our listeners this week how we met? Absolutely. Can I can I say the word? The, sure. The, the DRD word. Yeah. Um, People have heard of the dirt road degenerates. Yes. The, the throwback. <laughs> of it's, a- it's our Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> well, in ancient days of yore, I met you <laughs> yes. um, at Belcourt Taps at a dirt road degenerate show. I think I want to say it was probably my good friend Jackson Gulick mm-hmm. um, playing. He ropes me into all the stuff, and he's the best. Um, And so I think I met you there, and then we just headed off. We both have a mutual love of spreadsheets and organization, (laughs) and you've just always included me in so much in town. So yeah, you were one of the few people that are still like part of my world that remember the the dirt road degenerates. Yeah, because most of the people from that part of my life have like either moved away from Nashville or gotten like regular grown up jobs. Quote. Yeah. I feel like 2020 was a very significant people move control alt delete for yes. Nashville. <laughs> it really <We> was. <laughs> it really was. Yeah, yeah. We so why why did you move here originally? I moved here originally for Belmont. Okay. Um, but you study songwriting. Songwriting and music business. Okay, cool. Yeah, I double majored because <laughs> why not? Why not do more work? Um, but yeah, and I also just felt very welcomed already by the songwriting mm-hmm. community here because. Compared to, I'd just done Grammy camp in LA in high school, and I was like, I like it. <laughs> I do, but there's something so inclusive about Nashville. Specifically Nashville that's inclusive. Yes, yes. That I was just, I guess, I felt it immediately. Mm-hmm. LA, I didn't spend a lot of time in high school there, but right. the second I was in Nashville, I was like, these are good people who just want to include everyone and get you on your feet. And I was like, I have it to be It sounds there. like a cop-out, but we really do just want to make friends. Yes. It's yes, true. Absolutely. And for the most part, people aren't fake about it. Yeah. They actually do want to sit and eat a burrito with you. Yeah. It's incredible. And if someone is fake about it, everyone else knows it. And then you get a burrito with your yeah. other friend. They're like, that guy. He's we, not the like, guy. That guy. He, uh, we, don't, we, don't, we don't invite him. Yeah. Yeah. He's. But we, we do invite 99% of people because really we just want to hang. Yeah, absolutely. It, we've talked about it so many times on the podcast before the art of the hang. 
Like yeah. just being fun to be around in Nashville. Sometimes I think it's like more important yeah. than necessarily like having the best songs. Yeah. I used to get so mad at that advice at Belmont where they're like, just be a good hang, man. Because it was it sounds always, like such a hippie thing to say. It's so hippie. And it, it's always like a dude bro telling you that. And I'm like, <laughs> I think I'm a good hang, but I don't know if we're a good hang together. my right. guy. Um, so it's always weird advice. But I do think it's so true that it's just mm. like if you're a good person that yeah. brings good vibes, that's way more important than how like if you're mean and you're very talented, I don't care. You're not invited. Yeah, you're not invited. Yeah, no. She I doesn't don't. go to school here. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't even go. She doesn't even go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually how I felt when I first visited Nashville because I, mm-hmm. I mean, I knew nothing about Nashville. I didn't yeah. grow up in a country music or even like songwriting like world. Yeah. My mom, when I was a kid, had a pub deal, which I didn't know until I had really? lived here for a couple of years. She like, just let that squeak out as soon as you yeah, moved? Like what? she had a pub deal writing children's music for Lifeway. That's so cool. I had no idea. Yeah. And I mean, when I was a kid, I was like six or seven years old. Just like, oh, yeah, mom's going out of town to work. Wow. I didn't realize she was literally coming here to co-write. That's so cool. Pitch music. Wow. And like, even though that was like my what my mom did, like that was never part of my world. Right. And they didn't push that on me. So I never knew like the Dixie Chicks and Toby Keith. That was the extent of the country music industry. Mm-hmm. Those two artists mm-hmm. were all I knew that existed. Mm-hmm. So when I moved here, someone's like, oh, do you know Check Yes or No by uh, George Strait? And I was like, who? The whomst? Who? <laughs> I literally had no idea who George Strait was. Wow. And I, I really had to kind of get used to being in town where everyone knows these people. Yeah, yeah. You had to get the, the Who's education Who's Jason quick. Aldean? Oh, his name's on the side of a bar. Oh, man, <laughs> you're talking to the wrong person, Aaron, because I am not a country music person. I think and that's so... one reason why we get along. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's because we're not country people. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you're Eddie Van Halen stuff on the wall? I like it. <laughs> that makes me feel safe. <laughs> so you're from Kansas City. Yes, I am. How uh, how far into the city did you grow up? Did you grow up in like Kansas City proper or were you a suburbs kid? I was a suburbs kid. Which suburb did you grow up in? Overland Park. That's where my brother lives. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. My brother's from Overland Park. No. No way. Shout out Overland Park. Shout out OP. It's so a great place. So you went to high school there, but you moved to Belmont for your freshman year. You started there? Yes. Cool. Yes. Yep. I mean, I know so many people in town who transfer in and they get like half of the Belmont experience. Yeah. And then they're just thrown to the real world. Yes. But you got the whole Belmont experience. Yes. What I was did. that like? It was amazing. Okay. I... I think I'm biased because I'm a nerd, um, and so I like school, and I've always liked school, which is... <laughs> we're very different there. Yeah, we're, there's the divide. There's the divide. <laughs> I don't know why. I've just always been like, a give me an assignment, and I'll do it. I love instructions. Um, and college especially more than high school, and you know, high school is a little much, but college is like, hey, learn about this random thing all the time. I lived <laughs> off that. that energy and the community that you get there because when else do you live someplace right. where I could just walk down the street and be like, oh, hey, you, let's get coffee for five minutes. I know you have to go study for a test and then I'll see you 15 minutes later and then let's go to this party and then let's <laughs> And go- then we, yeah, yeah we, have, we have class tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. and we're both going to be like, uh, yep. when we go there. <laughs> and it's kind of this cute like sleepover bonding experience. I, did like the uh, like dorm life experience my freshman year like yes. there were basically just school assigned friendships yes 
Absolutely. It's kind of magic, though, because there's no other time in your life that's like that. Ever. Yeah. Literally ever. Yeah. And it gets harder to make friends as adults. But Nashville feels like it's a weird bubble outside of that because doing music, we can just go up to someone yep. and say, hey, I like that song yep. that you just played. And they're like, oh, sweet. Do you play music, too? And then it's on. Yep. There you go. It's the cool being exchange. able to make friends like that. It is cool. So what's uh, what's something that you're uh, specifically proud of, of like the work you did while you were at Belmont? Because I know you mm. you wrote music the whole time you were there, and you were obviously a musician prior to that. But was there something that made that Belmont experience more signature to you rather than just living inside Ooh. of the bubble? Wow, that is a good question. <laughs> that is like... The I, I feel bad because I feel like I was the bubble, not <laughs> not as a musician. Like I did stuff outside that was cool. Like right. especially I got to open for Katy Perry um, through my Taco That's Bell awesome. scholarship. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was lit. That was where was Belmont. that in Colorado Springs? Wow. Yeah, it was the coolest thing ever. Where I was just like, nice. I did it. I did it, and I got Taco Bell. <laughs> um, so I did a lot of cool stuff with my own music. But I think my favorite like signature thing was I really was like. I only have four years of college. I want to take advantage of this community because they're going to become the Nashville community. Mm -hmm. So I ran the songwriting club and like devoted every second of my life to making sure everyone's meeting co-writers. Everyone has like a link to a publisher. I brought in like ex ambassadors and brought That's in cool. different artists. Yeah. It was really fulfilling. Do I you know it. if that kind of community is still moving because of what you started yeah some of the people who um were younger than me that they i think they're they just now graduating it? they're just now graduating and i won't know anyone after oh. this but they've kept kept the torch going yeah maybe 20 years from now when it's also just this huge establishment within the greater belmont bubble yes they'll call you and be like did you found this? And like, <laughs> yes. And they're like, okay, that's what we thought. We're yeah, now yeah, going to yeah. put a bench in Centennial Park for you next to the Taylor Swift. I'll, I'll take it. Give me like a <laughs> miniature figurine next to the Bob Fisher statue, like by the new PAC. I'll take it. I just want to be like a little, like, you know, yeah, Funko and we'll pop. get furry armrests on <laughs> yes. it. Yes. <laughs> Make me a Belmont Funko Pop. I'm so sure. what was it like graduating and having to be out of the Belmont bubble? Because that's something that I definitely didn't experience. I just threw myself to the sharks of Nashville. Yeah. I didn't have that pre-existing community in that base when I right. got out of college. From Columbia, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So I grew up in Columbia there. Yeah. Yeah. M-I-Z, baby. Hey, M-I-Z-Z-O-U. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I think, well, it was a weird time for everyone because I graduated in 2020. Oh, you did? Yes. What happened in 2020? Nothing. <laughs> normal year. Very normal year. It was fine. It was normal. So you finished. And did you have a, an, online, uh, an online graduation ceremony? No, I lucked out because um, I didn't graduate in that May. It was December, so it was okay. a semester early. And I got to speak at my graduation, oh, that's which cool. was sweet. Yeah. What did you talk about? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> You're like, it was, it was too long ago. It was yeah. a lifetime ago. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like I was just, it was mostly just gratitude in mm -hmm. this moment of like, Hey, like I know things are really scary right now. Like, honestly, I don't know what we're going to do. Like we were prepping for this world. That's totally different, right. but like we still all have each other. So it was really, it was really cool to see everyone's faces once and be like, we're going to be okay. <laughs> I think I hope. <laughs> yeah, knock on yeah, wood. Knock on wood. <laughs> knock on wood. So yeah. you did the whole Belmont music program and everything. Let's yes. let's go backwards. What made you start getting into music as a kid? How, how'd that all become part of your life? Yeah, two things. Uh, Hannah Montana, of course, and obviously, obviously, 
I am 24. <laughs> um, and then Guitar Hero 3. Specifically. Guitar Hero specifically is why I play the guitar. Yes. High fives. Yep, that's the way. That is the way. Um, wow, those five little plastic buttons changed my life. Yes, I think I mean there's something about it. They're so cool. I just wanted to be Judy Nails or one of those like <laughs> fake Guitar Hero gals. I remember Judy Nail. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I got like I was so good at that game. I'm, I'm gonna brag for a do, second. Do it. I was so good at Guitar Hero. Uh, I was literally a nationally ranked Guitar Hero player. Like okay, there cool. was a there was a website where you logged your scores, uh-huh. and I was a top one hundred Guitar Hero player for a while. Are you kidding? Dead dead ass serious. That's awesome. It was crazy. That's a cool like, party. Do trick. you remember that song "Through the Fire <laughs> yes. and the Flames"? I could strum it with my elbow to then start doing the two hand tapping on the keyboard. Like that was me. I was that guy. You're hardcore. I was hardcore, uh-huh, uh-huh. and I remember talking to my brother about it because my brother got me into Guitar Hero, mm. and. I was bragging to him like, oh, yeah, I'm so good. I'm a top 100 Guitar Hero player. And he's like, yeah, that's cool. But you should never, ever tell a girl that. (laughs) For the right girl, you absolutely should. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Maybe 15-year-old Aaron would have impressed you. Yeah, there you go. There (laughs) you go. gosh, I I thought it was the coolest thing. He's like, no, girls aren't impressed by Guitar Hero. You should learn to play the guitar. And I was like, actually, like, that's a good idea. I love that. Yeah, so that was literally why, because I was like, I can't impress a girl playing video games, but I might be able to impress a girl playing the guitar, and then I became the Wonderwall kid at the party. There you go. That was me. There you go. Yeah, except I was singing like, Green Day, Time of Your Life, or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The the easiest songs ever. Yeah, yeah. So, Guitar Hero then, but that's like really hard rock. That's not at all your genre at all yeah yeah i weirdly like rock is one of my favorite genres really? to listen to to be a part of yeah and i grew up playing in rock bands did but, you really mm-hmm. like when i was in middle and high school i was always playing in a rock band what was what was one of the bands you were in called it was called <laughs> it was called bacon and eggs because bacon and eggs uh uh-huh, because like you know random humor like i carly at the time mm-hmm. bacon was like my thing it was like oh that's the funniest <laughs> thing ever it's so funny bacon and eggs yeah bacon and B&E. eggs mm-hmm. b and e done B- <laughs> who doesn't like bacon and were eggs were you the singer yeah that's I was cool the singer. yeah so when did uh, the jazz kind of stuff start transitioning into your playing style yeah i my voice teacher i owe a lot of credit to her okay. shelly shout out um she kind of i think she just heard in my voice that i had some sort of tendency towards jazz that i would sing jazz well so um she got me on classical and jazz singing, and That's then cool. I started falling in love with it um, in did Kansas tra- City. Did you teach yourself to play? No, no. I took um, guitar lessons like in the first grade. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So you've played that long? Yeah, Holy since I was crap. seven. Yeah, uh-huh. And I started with classical. Wow. So I did like kind of formal training and then kind of aged out of like, I don't want to practice, Mom. I'm going to learn the rock songs I want to learn. And so <laughs> kind of What was it your uh, instrument of choice at Belmont? Were you a vocal major? I just songwriting. So just songwriting. They don't put you I didn't in know, any. I didn't know if they made you like pick a like a preferred instrument, or if you're a songwriting major, you can just use any instrument. Any instrument, yeah. I con cool. them into letting me take guitar lessons, but you're not technically. I was given a that. terrible guitar student in yeah. college because I took classical lessons, but yeah. I came from Van Halen and trying to tone it down was oh. not good for me. Oh, impossible! It was impossible. Like my guitar teacher in college, he's. I remember doing one of my juries uh-huh. and he's like, you know, Aaron, just of all of our students this semester, you, you have the most room to grow. 
And I was like, bro. You said don't sugarcoat it. That's no fine. sugarcoating. And I was like, man, I'm an adult. I'm 22. Like, I oh know you just that. said that I'm your worst player. <laughs> oh, my God. See, you should have out the Tenacious D. They're the perfect meld of rock and classical. You just need to yes, be they are. some of that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, when Jack Black does the, can't you see? He's yep. the man. Let me hear you applaud. I lost it. And I was like, oh, I can do both. There we go. That's that is cool. The so you are almost all fingerstyle playing now, though. Yeah. But you fuse it into a, your genre. Yes. So yes. what do you what do you actually call your genre? I've oh my god, it changes <laughs> all the time. Question. It's the it's the worst question <laughs> ever to be asked because I'm like I don't like I don't know I do right. uh, it's Kate music, um, but I usually just say jazz pop, jazz poppy pop. jazz, yeah, whatever it's feeling more like that day, <laughs> but. That's one of the things that I like about the industry now is that genre is not so cut and dry. Yeah. Yeah. It's because like, sure, there's been like sub genres of everything, but yeah. man, it's so much more easy to just say, I'm a jazz pop artist now and people know what that means. Yes. Instead of saying like 40 years ago, like I'm an indie rock punk artist and people right. are like, what do those words mean? Right. Right. And if you're on the wrong bill, they're like, why would they put this person who's this genre with this genre? Yeah. And now I'm like, I want to see hundred gecks with, uh, yeah. you know, I don't know. Imagine dragons, put them together. That, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, why not? Who are the artists that really like inspired the music early on? Early on. Those, those like rock bands, baby. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I just, I listened to a lot of rock that was like, Van Halen, honestly, Billy Idol, um, Prince were huge. Prince when I was amazing. Yeah. You know, and he always had women um, guitarists. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a thing where I was like, I want to do that. I want to be like those women. Um, so for the just guitar playing, that was a big inspiration. And then I really liked Regina Spector, uh, Panic at the Disco, those kind of lyricists I was really I into. That. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you, what, what model of guitar is it that you play that electric blue one? It is a St. Vincent, St. Uh, Vincent. Man, that's what it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is like, that's as much part of your onstage look now as I think anything else is. It really is. It's yeah. part of your, your stage identity. Yep. Yep. It is. What uh, made you decide the bow tie shape instead of one of the like thousand other guitars? Because I love St. Vincent. Okay. She is just like. Is it her signature model? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes, it's her signature model in that like electric blue. Mm-hmm. Um, but once she made the guitar for women's bodies, like, mm-hmm. like in mind, which I was like, I'm curious, will <laughs> this make all the strife of playing a bulky guitar as a chested woman go away? <laughs> and it honestly is really comfortable. Um, is it really? So I dig that. And it has a lot of like unique tones just with the two pickups. Um, and I want to be a pedal person, but I just... Um, I'm scared my wallet will cry the second I open that can of worms. So it's a nice, like, it does a lot without having to get too many pedals. I forget who it was I was talking to a few weeks ago. I think it was Nolan Brown, the guitar player of a band called Multi Ultra. Mm-hmm. But we were talking about combinations of guitars versus amps. And uh, what we kind of settled on was, like, if you have a good guitar put into a good amp, mm-hmm. you it can be not improved, but it can be enhanced by pedals. But if you have a bad instrument going into a bad amp, you can't cover that up with pedals. No. And like, you can look right over there. I only have a tiny pedal board with five on it. And 
two of them don't even do anything. Right. One of them's the tuner that turns it on and off, and one of them's the uh, noise suppressor that keeps the feedback. Yeah. So I only have to turn one or two of them on every now and then. But still, like, you're right. Like, it's it's one extra thing to think about. Exactly. In singing and playing the right part. And also, I have to use my feet. Exactly. This is why I don't play the drums. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. We don't need to be that ambidextrous. Don't put my feet into the situation. I'm good. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to involve my feet at all. Uh. Uh-uh. So, what kind of amp are you playing through? I have a Vox, and I can't think of the exact model off the top of my head, but it sure is a Vox. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it sounds yeah, I nice. Mean, I played through my AC15 there because that's what the Foo Fighters played through for a long time. Yeah. And like my music, that's like you've heard me do both kinds of my music you know that i'm like an actual like rock guitar player but you've also heard the funny songs yeah but man rock and roll loud amps distortion that's my jam yeah that's really what i'm here guitar hero yep that's what i'm here for exactly (laughs) exactly so let's talk more about the post-grad stuff you're doing now Mm -hmm. uh what what was one of the first things that like okay College is over. Yeah. I'm no longer part of this community that I started. What was what was your first like plan of action? What do I have to do now that like I'm just now I'm trying to make it? Yeah. What was what was day one like? What would what was your site yeah. set on? Day one was definitely going spreadsheet mode as we do of like how yes. do I how do I just plan my entire life out? Because that's <laughs> how it works, right? How and how can I color code it? Exactly. Exactly. Link everything, it'll be great. Um, I was like, I spent most of my college career, even though I did write a ton and do a ton of performing, I felt like I prioritized giving to my Belmont community, which Mm -hmm. was wonderful and I don't regret it. But I was like, now's my time to do the artist thing. And I want everyone to know I'm an artist. (laughs) I'm not the music business girl anymore. I am the artist. Um, so I did a crowdfunding campaign for an EP, um, and produced and recorded four songs that I wrote. What was the EP called? It's called note to self. Cool. Yep, came out about a year ago at the time you were listening to this. It was May of 2022. Two, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The year of our Lord Blake Shelton is inside joke from our podcast. But oh, oh boy. 2022, the year of our Lord Blake Shelton. 2023 is the year of our Lord uh, Kelsey Ballerini. So ah. we've got a good one this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so note to self, what was it like recording an EP? It was awesome. It was awesome. Where'd you, um, where'd you track it? I tracked it at Beltome Recording Studios okay, cool. um, with Rocco Fiorentino. He is one of my favorite humans. I think I've um, met him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays the keys. He's blind and just like such a okay talented human and hilarious. He has a cute dog named Gidget. Um, but was that your first time recording your own music? No, no. I recorded my first EP in middle school. Holy crap! Um, yeah, I was insane. Uh, <laughs> so. Is that still out there in the world? Um, I think I... Or is it on like a hard drive somewhere that... It's somewhere. It's somewhere. Don't... If you're listening, do not... (laughs) Don't go looking for it. Don't go looking. Yeah. I'm sure it's somewhere. So after you are super ultra megastar famous, then you can release like the... This is where I started. That you can release the Kate Cosentino eras. Yeah. (laughs) I'll leave that to Taylor. I can let my eras die. My eras can... I've thought about re-recording the songs that I wrote in high school, like to hear what it would sound like produced by a professional and not by a guy like, yep. In his garage. (laughs) Yep. And like, I'm pretty sure all of those songs are actually just still terrible songs, but I think it'd be fun to just go back and like relive that nostalgia of like these, 
these were the songs that like made me think like this was good enough when I was right. 16. Right. Like I should try more of this. Uh-huh. Because we've all got to have that. Gosh, I can't even think of the terminology for it. That thing in our head that says I can do this. Yeah. Even yeah. though we most of the time suck. Right. I mean, there's some magic in that to have the audacity to suck and I just think, and just keep going. Yes. I think yes. that's most of us in Nashville. For sure. For <laughs> sure. I mean, sometimes I look back on that stuff, though, and I'm like, in some ways, I think I was deeper then than I am now. Like right. I was, you know, when you're in high school, you're looking to feel those emotions. You're like, I just want to feel the deepness of the human experience. <laughs> and nowadays I'm like, I felt it. I, I want to dance. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to live in the depths anymore. No, no. <laughs> I, I watched uh, too many dark, you know, movies. I'm good. <laughs> I'm do, you, good. do you co-write a lot? Um, I do. I do. Um, Is that part of your, your creative process now? Or do you, do you like to create alone? I would say both. I think now the good thing about being in Nashville for so long is now I feel like I'll start writing by myself. And if I'm getting stuck or I just know that someone has to help me with it, I can be like, this is a song for Troy. This is a song. I literally did that today. Yeah. I texted my buddy Sean and I was like, hey, man, I started this and I can't finish it. Yeah. And I know he likes that kind of music. Yep. And that's what's awesome about the culture of Nashville is people really do just want to create and it doesn't have to be their brain baby yes they're just like sure i'll help this thing grow up absolutely i'll help create it and sometimes that's more freeing like just let me let me come in and do something to help you get the ideas out of your head that sounds great yeah because honestly sometimes all you need is someone to pick your brain yes we we stonewall ourselves as writers like trying to get too deep yes this needs to be the the biggest coolest metaphor right and some of the bless their heart, catchiest songs are some of the simplest. Mm-hmm. I hate saying dumbest, but dumb. Yeah. Like, uh, the example I like to use is that Iconopop song. I don't care. I love it. I yeah. crash my car into a bridge. It's those lyrics really mean nothing. Yeah. But every time that song comes on, I'm just like, yeah, I do want to do this. I do want to fist bump. Yes. And yeah. that's, that's why it's nice to have people who can just draw that out. Yes. Absolutely. The, the filter of like, okay, you, I know you think you're saying this, but in fact, but in fact I you're don't not. know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so who are some of the people you like to, you do like to write with? Who's a, who's part of that like core group right now? Oh my gosh. Right now, my friend Jeff Toth, I really like him. He's in a band called RV okay. in town. He's great. Um, Sam Hatmaker is mm-hmm. one of my favorite writers sam's, sam's a legend yes she every time i get together with her i'm like why don't we do this every day because <laughs> she just like is on my same like crazy brain wavelength i love her yeah so if if co-writing and maybe just like the part two co-writing there is yeah. uh is there more music to come that will be co-written or do you do you plan on just doing more of this this creative process that you're in right now mm-hmm. for more of the future music that's a great question. Um, Cause I like to, I like to change my process because it, it keeps the, it keeps the releases fun Yeah, doing like, this is music I wrote with my friends. And then it sometimes it is nice to do like, I wrote all of this alone. Yeah. So do you, do you have plans on what, which lane you are going to pick next yeah. or perhaps the lane you're in right now? Right, right. The lane I'm in right now, well the next song, or I guess the song I will have just released as of listening to this is a cover um that I collaborated with a friend on and I feel like Tony Chetta, shout out. <laughs> shout out my guy. <laughs> shout out. It's only the Tony Chetta. Um but I feel like I'm in a season definitely of collaborating. Okay. Um I've had a few really great co-writes recently that I think 
just felt very me. Um, and after meeting a bunch of friends this year, new musical friends through The Voice, I'm like, I want to do stuff. I just want to collaborate with these amazing people that That's I've cool. met. Yeah. So let's talk about The Voice. Yeah. You Segway. were on The Voice. You were on TV. <laughs> I was on TV. Which I made season it of The Voice are they on now? This was season 23. 23. Yes. And what was that like? Let's start with just the beginning. Like, what was the, the like first round one audition process like? Because I'm sure it's like just it's some office building here in town, right? Like, it's not. It's not TV episode one. Yeah, it has changed a lot because I auditioned one time before, like while I was at Belmont, it was in some studio here. You wait in line okay. the whole bit. But now it's all online. Okay. So I received like a casting email that was like, send in an audition. And so okay. I sent in um, three cover songs. One was Play That Funky Music White Boy. Nice. Just so you know, <laughs> just take that image of me wearing sunglasses. Did they sunglasses. choose the songs? No. You were allowed me. to choose the song. And I chose that. That's ballsy. <laughs> I love that. Because honestly, you get this. After doing so many of those like big ticket things and getting rejected or just whatever it is not working out, I was like, you know what? This time, what I, if I get rejected again, might as well have fun. That's hilarious. Yeah. And, I mean, people love stuff like that. People yeah. love when somebody takes a chance yes. and owns it. Yes. And that was what I went into this I would love with. to hear a jazz pop girl sing play that funky music white boy oh yeah because it's not going to sound like james brown no it's going to be signature to your sound yep which is i think a more honest representation of what these people the judges probably want to see yeah they don't want to see somebody try to be taylor swift and they're not looking to you to be james brown Mm. but they're looking to see you and they can see through that to see this is kate cosentino the artist yes absolutely the person you set out to be when you got out of college. Yep. Not the business Kate. No, she's gone. She's gone. <laughs> well, she's still there. But no blue power suits. No. No shoulder pads. No, I've, I've changed to, to fuzzy sleeves <laughs> and sprite earrings. So. so if that first preliminary audition was online, at what point did you get notified you were coming to do in-person stuff? Yeah, there were a couple more rounds of like interviews so that, you know, because your story is just as big a part of it as your music. Okay. Um, and so after, I think it was like two rounds of some stuff like that, then they were like, we want to fly you out. You're so in. they're really like casting it. Yes. Okay. It's a reality TV show. <laughs> I mean, love it. Love it. I knew that's what I was signing up for, but, but all of those totally are. totally reality TV. Yeah. Idol, X Factor, they're all reality TV, no matter what way you, you slice are there, it. Are there producers like at the shows telling you what to say and what to not say? Um... Not necessarily. I mean, like producers are there and they're the ones interviewing you. Okay. Um, and you work with them on building your story. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like you're in control of what you say and what you don't say. They're in control of how they edit it. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, sometimes some people get edits where they're like, I don't like that. That's how they portrayed me. Right. Um, but there's also some things where it's like, okay, well, if you don't want that video shown that you sent them, you shouldn't. Don't send it. You shouldn't have signed the disclaimer or the release that says they can cut yes. it however they want. Yes, yes. But So yeah. what was the what was the story that they had crafted for you? So I think <laughs> I think me singing Play That Funky Music White Boy set the entire tone that I'm the clown of the season. Oh gosh. But honestly, I feel really blessed that I think it was accurate to who I am. Um, even fun. though, yeah, I'm fun. You're fun. Thanks. Thanks. Here, and I appreciate <laughs> it. But like, I like to have fun on stage. I like to make people laugh. I like a pun. Um, and I like speaking to people on a deeper level, but opening them up first with like 
hey, we're just having a good time. And if you need this message, it's there for you to receive it. And if not, just laugh. I'm wearing a funky outfit. Wow. Get hip with it. Um, so that's what I wanted to show on the show. Um, and I think they definitely put that as my package. And it was great. Like my whole story in the first episode is like, she's Italian, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like <laughs> literally jumping up and down, cooking meatballs with my family, <laughs> like just being goofy. But they showed like the guitar straps I make. They showed my family. They showed like all of my goofy persona. And like I said some goofy stuff to the coaches and they kept it, and I'm so glad. I'm okay. So I want to talk about the guitar straps later, yes. but because oh my gosh, big chick energy. Yeah, I want to talk about that. But let's let's finish the voice. So, which coach pushed their button for you first? First was Kelly Clarkson. Wow. Followed suit by Chance the Rapper. Wow. And then Niall Horan. Wow. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You met three of the most famous musicians ever. Yes. Yes. What, so, what does it look like after they they hit the button? Yeah. And then then what happens? Then they go to war for you. Um, And that was probably the highlight moment of being on stage. Do you get one-on-one time with them at all? Not at that point. Um, You only get one-on-one time really with your coach who you choose after. Okay. Um, But yeah, it was like they were all just like... Kelly was like, no, this is why you choose me. And I was like, this is why you choose me. And it's way longer than what they show. So I was up there for like 30 minutes just wow. being like, yeah. That's cool. Them. So who did you end up going with? I went with Niall. You went with obviously yes. like pop, heavy yes. pop. Songwriter. Songwriter. And uh, then what happened? So you chose Niall. Yep. And then I, I don't understand how the, the coaching process works. Are they quite literally like helping you with vocal tone. Are they doing stuff like that? Like down down to that nitty gritty? You know. Or are they doing like imagery, artistry kind of work? It's kind of up to the coach. Okay. Um, like I don't want to speak on behalf of everyone's experience because I think like the way Blake Shelton coaches versus the way Chance the Rapper coaches is very different. Um, and you don't get that much time with them. I would say they're really good at giving intentional advice of like, okay, for this specific song and this specific performance – this is like my advice. How much time is actually spent with the person? I would say for less like, than an hour. Yeah. Less than an hour per like song you sing. Right. Yeah. 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 That's still crazy though. You got to meet Niall. Yeah. Yeah. He was great. He was, was that awesome. one of, was that who you had had your mind set on originally when you got there? I want Niall. I didn't know he was a coach until a week before. Whoa. And I was out there for, you're out there for about a month for the blind auditions. And wow. I, we found out like it was a surprise announcement. <laughs> um, and Do they so, change coaches every season? Yeah. Yeah. Blake has always, he's been on every se- okay. season. This is his last one though. Wow. So, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. He's coming home to Nashville, baby. Yep, there you go. There you go. So you were on a few episodes there. Yep. And how do they uh, select the people who move forward and do not move forward? Yeah. So um, at the round I got out, um, it was the knockouts. Okay. And I think it's sports terminology for musicians. So I have to be like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> Battles, knockouts, playoffs. Okay. You have to be the dude bro right now. I have to be a dude bro. Um, (laughs) And according to the sports of The Voice, your coach chooses up until the live round. So now, like, they're doing the lives as we are recording this podcast, and that's where America votes. But up until that point, it's um, Niall, Kelly, whoever, being like, I choose this person over this person. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it was uh, exciting being part of all of that. And uh, like we were talking about before we started recording... Like even even though you didn't get to win, it gives you cred, uh, it gives you credential and it gives you credibility 
that just elevates you, maybe just even if it's one step, yes. you can now start saying, well, I was on television. Yeah. I was chosen by these people. And now my rate to play shows is <laughs> a little higher. Yes. Or it, or you can go get like local news people because they're interested and they want to hear this stuff. Yes. Because it really is just out of this world to, to think that like, oh, no, our friends are the people on TV right now. It's crazy. It's bonkers. Like our friends are the people playing CMA Fest. They are playing the Ryman. Mm-hmm. They are playing at Nissan Stadium. Gail just played the Nissan Stadium opening for Taylor Swift. Yeah. She was a tour stop baby. That Do is, you know that? Yeah. Yeah. That's it's crazy. crazy that our friends yeah. are doing this and you're one of my friends that's doing it. Yeah. So like mazel tov to you. Thanks. Congratulations to you. I'm just so proud to know you. Oh my. Well, likewise, <laughs> I feel like it's happening to all of us no matter like the voice is a very amazing shiny thing that's like obviously like awesome you're on national tv <laughs> but like even all the stuff you're doing with tour stop all of the like small unseen like songs that people are writing and stuff like it's everyone's doing crazy cool stuff and that's what's this that's why i love what we do is yeah. just calling it boots on the ground sounds kind of dirty but it's like we really are just like we're here hearing the song sometimes before they make it big yeah and there are friends doing that. Yeah. So let's take a quick break and we'll come right back with the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. And we're back with the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. Kate Cosentino is sitting in front of me right now. Owner... Of the uh, coolest guitar strap company I've ever seen in my whole life called Big Chick Energy. Mm-hmm. Tell me the Big Chick Energy story because I first saw you with, uh, I think it was one of the very first times you played Belcourt back in the DRD days yep. of shows then. You had a hot dog guitar strap. Oh, yeah. You had the hot dog strap. Oh, yeah. The hot and dog. And I feel like since then, that was 2018, five years, God, five years ago. We're getting old, Kate. It happened. <laughs> speak not. <laughs> when when did the guitar strap start being something that you were like not just interested in, but like really, really good at? Oh my god, thank you. Um that's another you're gonna think I'm an insane person. Um, middle school. <laughs> I was like okay. I'm gonna start a guitar strap company because that's what normal middle school That's what do. normal thirteen year old girls like. Right. People don't want to hustle these days. If you're not starting I'm just kidding. If you're not starting a business <laughs> by middle school absolute <laughs> jokes. Um but yeah, no, I was that kid playing Guitar Hero and was in rock bands, usually with a bunch of my guy friends, which was mm-hmm. wonderful and awesome. But I always felt a little funny going into, you know, the guitar shop and they're like, Oh, do you want the pink strap? Or Boo. the one with the bullets or the one with the flames. There are like three options. Three wow. options. There's like the girl and then the heavy metal strap. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and more than that, it's just like the same five designs. And right. I'm like, to me, guitarists and artists like are some of the most creative, unique people that have identifiable brands. And the most unique guitar strap I'd ever seen was like a leather one with someone's name right. put on it. Great. That's, that's so Nashville. Yep. Congrats. Um, not that those are bad, but I was like, there's so <laughs> many people that I feel like their guitar strap is such real estate to showcase their style, their it fashion. It is absolutely real estate. Just like a NASCAR has 
every inch of that car in someone's label. Exactly. It's real estate. Exactly. And honestly, like I had a lot of friends who put stickers and stuff on their guitars, which I always thought was cool, but I, it's so, they're so expensive. I am like scared to put stuff on my guitar, mm-hmm. but I was like, you know what? I'm not scared to put stuff on my guitar strap. My guitar strap. Cause yep. it costs $9. Exactly. <laughs> so I started making, um, custom guitar straps. Then I used to just sew them and like hand make the whole thing. Okay. Um, and nowadays I order the, like I design it, doodle it if you will. And mm-hmm. then, um, have a patch printed and Very cool. it has Velcro. So you can just like be like, I feel like a hot dog one day. And then the next day I feel like planets and put that on there. That's awesome. Yeah. It's fun. So do you, uh, let people design their own if they want to order one or do you have an extensive collection, if you will, of Kate Cosentino, big chick energy designs right now. It's just extensive collection of, of Kate designs. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, are they available online? If somebody wants to go buy a guitar yes, strap? Yes. You can go to big chick dash energy.com. That's awesome. Um, if you want to check it out. Yeah. What are, what are some of your, your better sellers right now? What are your, what are your faves? Ooh. Cause I know the one that's got the solar system on it as yes. well. Yes. That I wear that favorite. one. Thank you. Thanks. It's cause I wear that one all the time. Um, it's the most, subtle but still like it matches a lot mm-hmm. i don't know i like it it's colorful um so that one and then the soda bottle okay that one is fun because it looks like a soda like exploding like you put <laughs> mentos in it and that one does well so that's that's just such a cool thing because it's so many people in nashville are like i started a record label how many people can say I started a guitar strap company? Yeah. So why did you pick the name Big Chick Energy? Oh my gosh! Well, it used to be bashful because I was like bashing a guitar, and also if this is especially for you know women guitarists, you get mm-hmm. told a lot. People bash him. Yep. People be bashing us. People be bashing. It's rude. Do you know Paige Rose? I know of Paige Rose, but I don't know. Paige Rose is a really good friend of mine. She's a friend of Tour Stop, but she has a song, and she had a whole album come out called uh, Not All Girls Wear Pink. Mm. And there's a line in that song where uh, she's talking about the perspective of people talking to her like, you should you should sit your li- or like cross your legs and wear a smile. Girls don't play the guitar, and it's just like it's it's it sucks mm-hmm. that people say stuff like that because mm-hmm. you're like, shit, I probably play the guitar better than you do. And you're telling me I shouldn't play? Aaron. I love knowing <laughs> that my friends like you and Paige are kicking ass. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. Thanks. That's Thanks. cool. So Big Chick Energy, find that online. Go order her straps. But there's a whole other more important part. Mm. It is the new music. The new music. Kate Cosentino, the artist. Yes. What's coming down the pipe for Kate Cosentino? Ooh, for me, I just released a cover of Blondie's Call Me, okay. um, which was my swan song on The Voice. Um, and I just, you know, I know it got me kicked off the show, but I think it's pretty stellar. So I, cool. wanted, <laughs> I wanted to as, put As long as own. you're proud of it, that's all that matters. Exactly. And, you know, you only get so much time to work on it while you're there. So I mm-hmm. feel like this version is really like the full Kate jazzified twist. Um, so stoked about that one. Cool. Um, and I haven't set dates yet, but I have a song that I wrote with Claire Ernst um, called Fighting With Myself that I've been playing a lot at shows and uh, have it all done, hoping it comes out this summer. So are you going to re-enter the, the writing phase? Yes. Is that what's getting ready to happen then? I need the writing phase. My I soul do too. I desperately it. just that creative energy that I mean yes. the depths 
and I need to you purge need to be that. Out. Yes. I need to purge that. So I feel you. Yes. So are you going to kind of re-enter the the creative phase with that core group again? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And just give myself permission to just like just create just the stuff. It, just let it happen. Yeah. Stop making 400 TikToks and maybe just write like three songs. It's kind of hard coming to the like realization it's like oh if i put out an ep it's gonna have five songs and i'm probably gonna write 30 yeah and 18 of them are gonna be terrible uh-huh and seven of them are gonna be okay and then five are like there we go yeah yeah and 30 I- is probably a pretty low number relative to how many songs we write uh <laughs> absolutely and then you're like oh yeah i, I wrote a hundred songs but none of them go together man what am i gonna do i have to just write like <laughs> pairing it together as a thing i'm like oh Album continuity is not as easy as it's made out to be. Not for the faint of heart, no. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. So thank you for coming on the pod. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for being part me. of this today, Kate. Anytime. Um, I do want to give one more quick shout out. A year ago today was when you played Tour Stop at the Basement. Oh my God, yes! That was when we had our show with you at the Basement last year. That was so fun. That was so, that was so, so fun. much fun. Yeah, that was a good one. So before we leave and before we get your plugs... We ask every episode, what like advice or pro tips or not even pro tips, basic tips about Nashville do you want to give to the listeners? And I always give a caveat to the listeners. It's like, this isn't how to make your career better advice necessarily. Yeah. This is, as I always say, don't eat at the East Nashville Taco Bell yes. advice. So <laughs> Kate, do you, have any, do you have any stuff that you want to tell the listeners this week that that's special to you about Nashville, things you like? Yeah. Oh, man. There's so many things I could say, but I feel like my favorite advice that I repeat and that I received was to lean into friends that are outside of the music industry. Um, As wonderful as it is, there's like amazing, amazing friends that we work with every day. But some of my favorite people who come to my shows and who bring me to do things I'd never know about, like take me to a gardening thing at Cheekwood, blah, 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 are friends that do other things. Um, Oh, I love this. Yeah. Because I, one of my closest friends, her name is Christine and she's a veterinarian. Yeah. And she loves coming to shows and she wants nothing to do with playing or writing. She just likes to consume music and it's so fun hanging out with people who don't, Oh my because God. for better or for worse, if me and you sit and hang out, we're going to talk about music. Yeah. Yep. If we're with our music friends, that's just, that's what we have in common. Of course yes. we're going to talk about it. Yes. But it's really nice to not talk about business sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a relief. We forget because it's such a fun thing that we love. But yeah. like you also, we need a break from work. And we also need those people who remind us that it's cool and fun. Because mm-hmm. like, wow, you're playing a show. <laughs> Whereas we're like, uh-huh. And this is show five of the week and I'm dying. Yeah. Yes. It's, oh gosh, I feel that so hard because every everyone has a show yes. every night of the week. And yes. we love our friends and we want to go. But sometimes I really do just need to eat sushi and watch TV. Absolutely. Like my do my like, laundry. But I just need to yep. on the couch. Yep. This couch right here. Absolutely. <laughs> and you should. And you should. Valid excuse. It's yes. it's totally okay to have friends outside of what we do. Yeah. And it, it makes us honestly, it gives us more experience to write about in our creative lives. Mm. Somebody I I forget who it was, and it's probably an old cliche at this point. It's you have to live a life worth writing about. Yeah. And if all you do is write and create, nobody wants to hear a song about writing a song. Yeah. Even though I have, I've written that song, but 
nobody wants to hear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so give us some plugs, Kate. Where can people find, again, Big Chick Energy? Where yeah. can they find your music and where can they follow you on social media? Yeah, totally. You can find me on all social media at Kate M, as in mother M, <laughs> Cosentino. Kate M. Cosentino. Yes. Cosentino? Cosentino? I've been saying it wrong the whole time. Yeah. Oh, no. It's okay. I've known you for five years and I've been saying your name wrong for but five years. Here's the thing. Don't get, no one get mad at Aaron because you're saying it probably the correct Italian way, you know, Cosentino. 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 <laughs> but my family has always said Cosentino. Yeah, we're Missourians. Yeah, it's the way, you know. In Missouri, we say Cosentino. Um, so Kate yeah. and Cosentino on social media, but yep. just Kate Cosentino on Spotify and Apple Music, right? Yep, yep. And the website is katecosentino.com. The guitar strap website is bigchick-energy.com. And go buy all of her stuff, stream all of her music. Do it. Make her famous. Thanks, please. Of course. <laughs> well, Kate, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Y'all, thank you for tuning in to the Nashville Tour Stop podcast this week with Kate Cosentino. God, I'm embarrassed. You nailed it, don't be. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in this week. Please follow us at Nashville Tour Stop on your social media platforms. You can check us out at NashvilleTourStop.com on the web and find our live event calendar. Like I've teased for weeks now at the end of our episodes, we have a huge announcement coming. Literally the biggest announcement that we have ever had. And no, Eli Gable, it is not a burrito recipe. I swear to God, it is not a burrito recipe. I am not releasing music. This is a big, big, big thing that we're going to do, and I'm going to be able to talk about it soon. Yay. So please follow us and keep up with all of the things tour stuff, all of the things Kate Cosentino. And in the meantime, please do remember that all roads lead right back here to the Nashville Tour Stop. <laughs>